Nine Podcasts. This is Ross Recommends with Ross Stevenson. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And welcome to our first stop on our musical tour of uh, London. We'll be stopping at a few places. Scott, our cab driver, uh, fantastic bloke, has taken us to Primrose Hill. This is stop number one. Um, Beatles had a song written by McCartney, released in 1967, called Fool on the Hill. But nobody wants to know him. They can see that he's just a fool. And he never gives an answer but the fool on the hill. Uh, and the backstory to it is based here in Primrose Hill. McCartney was walking his dog Martha when all of a sudden a man appeared out of nowhere, started talking to him about God and about the view of London from up here. And as quickly as he appeared, he disappeared. McCartney took that, being the genius he is, and turned it into a song about a man who's called the fool on the hill. But as the song discloses, um, everyone else are the fools and he is the one who is not a fool. Um, and one of the great things about Damien and I being up here is London's actually a difficult city to get a, a, a good sized view of and I would never otherwise have come to Primrose Hill and got this view that Damien will show us of, um, of London from Primrose Hill. The other thing that occurs to me is if McCartney was walking his dog, Martha, um, I'll now have to research whether his song Martha My Dear Martha My Dear I spend my days in conversation please remember me is about his dog because if I sing it in my head Martha My Dear it's a McCartney song so who knows um, the dog Martha might have been responsible for two Beatles hits this is Primrose Hill where McCartney got the inspiration for Fool on the Hill. They don't like him, the fool on the hill. Sees the sun going down and the eyes in his head. See the world spinning round. 30th of January, 1969, um, the Beatles played a concert on the top there, the rooftop of number three Savile Row, which as you can see is now Abercrombie and Fitch. Um, it featured in the, the fabulous documentary Get Back, produced by uh, Peter Jackson. Come on through. Uh, and they played the following songs. Get Back. Don't Let Me Down. Dig a pony. Dig a pony. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling. And the one after 909. Come on, baby, don't be cold as ice. Set the travel on the one after 909. I'll tell you a story in a minute about the, the song One After 909. Uh, but first, of course, it was uh, famously thereafter 
Um, John Lennon, um, after the concert, said... Thank you on behalf of the group and ourselves, and I hope we pass the audition. <laughs> it's just an iconic moment in rock and roll. So 30th of January 1969. There's debate about when the Beatles actually officially sort of ended, but Damien and I have been researching it. We've come up with the 10th of April 1970, which is when Paul McCartney released a letter saying that he'd officially left the Beatles. So after this concert, they lasted another 15 months. When I started at 3AW, our lawyer was a fabulous man called Grant Haddam. Lovely, beautiful man. No longer, no longer with us. Uh, get yourself checked for bowel cancer, folks. Um, but Grant, beautiful man, was a huge, huge Beatles fan, a complete Beatles nut. And he was able to ask Paul McCartney a question at a press conference that McCartney gave, look, someone will have to look it up, I'm going to guess early to mid-90s when he was in Melbourne. And Grant asked McCartney, uh, Grant, not a journalist, Grant a lawyer, but he got a question in. Uh, and it was something along the lines of, he said to Paul McCartney, what is the Beatles' greatest ever song? And McCartney answered it. He said, the one after 909. And I know that no one knows whether he's joking or not. Um, I should ask Alan Howe whether Alan thinks, was he joking, the one after 909? Good morning, Ross. Uh, no, it wasn't the one after 909. I don't think even... Uh, facetiously, Paul McCartney would have suggested such a thing at any time. Uh, I took Grant there that day. He sat next to me. Um, I stood up a couple of times to ask questions, but was uh, struck dumb. Uh, and Grant popped up and said, Long on Winding Road, that'd be the best Beatles song, wouldn't it? And uh, Paul said, oh, maybe, perhaps, there's so many. But it's interesting that two years later, secretly, when they started making what became known as Anthology, and that was its working title, Paul McCartney fought hard for that series of uh, videos to be called The Long and Winding Road, but George Harrison would have nothing of it. There it is, 30th of January, 1969, at the very top of this building at 3 Savile Row, that famous, famous Beatles concert. We're standing on uh, Waterloo Bridge, um, with a beautiful view down the Thames to the Houses of Parliament and to Big Ben. This features in the song Waterloo Sunset by the Kings. But I don't need no friend As long as I gaze up Waterloo Sunset Kings frontman Ray Davies used to walk across this bridge in order to go to school and he had the idea for the song for a long time there's an enormous amount of fondness for the song Waterloo Sunset. Um, Rolling Stones published their list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Waterloo Sunset came in number 14 of all time. I think a song about a fantasy of two lovers meeting on, on this bridge. It was originally going to be called Liverpool Sunset, but then the Beatles released Penny Lane. So that's sort of with its Liverpool connection. Uh, put the end of that, so Ray Davies called the song Waterloo Sunset. In 2008, he said, I think the characters in it were Terry and Julie, and people, I think, fantasised that that was Terence Stamp and Julie Christie, the actors. But in 2008, Ray Davies said that the song was actually about his sister Rosie, who 
later emigrated to Australia. Wonder whether Rosie Davies is still with us in our big brown land. Waterloo Sunset by the Kicks. Baker Street. A song recorded by Jerry Rafferty in 1977, released in 1978. construction going on at that building over there. Uh, it was describing a period of his life where he was drinking too much and he was a bit depressed and he felt like he couldn't do it on his own, but uh, released on an album called City to City. We all remember Baker Street, what a song. He was originally a member of a band called Steeler's Wheel. Who are a Scottish uh, rock band who were formed in Paisley in Scotland and I'm going to pose a question and then leave a pause for you for those who think they might know the answer to the question. The town of Paisley in Scotland is famous for which legal case? Think time, think time, think time, think time. The case is Donahue and Stevenson. Uh, started at the Well Meadow Cafe in Paisley when a woman who didn't buy the bottle of ginger ale, her friend did, consumed it and when she got to the bottom she found the remains of half a dead snail, uh, which meant that she knew where the other half was. She'd drunk it and it established the well-known legal principle that if you consume a bottle of ginger ale that has a dead snail in it, the legal cost alone will cripple you. So, question. What is the greatest rock video of all time? Like, how can you say? Well, I can. And I'm not being a contrarian. To me, the greatest rock, rock video of all time is London Calling by The Clash. London calling through the faraway towns Now war is declared and battle come down It's filmed here, 1979, at Cadogan Pier, uh, which is adjacent to the Albert Bridge. And on the other side of the river is Battersea Park. Uh, I'm having a guess. It was filmed on a barge off Cadogan Pier. So I'm going to assume that it was just here, that iconic video that you all would have seen. Um, it's an apocalyptic song, of course, um, that talks about... Well, it was said that if the Thames ever floods, then all of, all of London will flood. So it was about rising seawaters. And that is, uh, what, 44 years ago. So... Um, you can say it might be a little bit prophetic. London Calling was based on uh, the BBC World Service, which apparently opened with, this is London Calling. This is London Calling in the overseas service of the British Broadcasting Corporation. But that amazing rock video in the pouring rain. I was reading the bloke that, uh, who filmed it didn't know that the Thames was tidal, and he put the cameras on a boat to film just over there, we're assuming it was there, and he assumed that the camera would just bob up and down in the water, but of course it kept on drifting away from him, so he said it was a nightmare, um, but once, he said once The Clash just started performing the song, uh, it was utterly brilliant. So, you may well think, what an idiot, there are much better rock videos around than that, but we are at Cadogan Pier, next to Albert Bridge, opposite Battersea Park, 1979, the greatest rock video of all time was made, London Calling by The Clash. I never felt so 
This is London calling in the overseas service of the British Broadcasting Corporation.